It's colder time. It's pizza time. It's cold cuts and pizza. Oh yeah. Hello and welcome back to Cold Cuts and Pizza. I'm Austin and your other host Nick. What's up you guys? How y'all doing? Today we're going to discuss, well, we're going to start our Seed to Harvest uh, episode, and we're just going to go however far we get today, and we'll continue on from there. Hell yeah. Just real quick. Not exactly. Uh, we're, we're glad to have, uh, you know, anybody that's that's watching. Um, it's been a couple weeks. Austin's been a busy, busy boy. Uh, what you been up to, bud? Yeah. Um, so I just got back from a wedding. My, nice. Um, my best friend in South Dakota got married, and so I was the best man at his wedding. His, yeah. it's a good wedding. It's, yeah, it's fun. A lot of, yeah, a lot of people, you know, old faces, familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time. It's a good time. A lot of driving. Oh, I bet. Yeah, you guys drove that. Yeah. Yeah, twenty-one hour drive. So. And you drove like with two kiddos. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which actually, our little one, she did really good. We were kind of worried about her, but she did. She did really good. At the oh, end, yeah. she was over it though. Yeah. The last four yeah. hours. Well, you yeah, sent me a so uh, a video of uh, of your your older one, and he like at McDonald's parking lot, and he was just in his chair with a blanket over him, just like so ready yeah. to <laughs> to be. To be back home, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You sent me a, uh, a video. Far in a long time. So. <laughs> what about you? What what uh what you do all week while I was you know in South Dakota and missed pretty much all your messages and everything else? Hey, that's okay. No, I just uh, I chilled and uh, you know didn't do too much. Got a little stomach bug uh, from my little kid and my wife. Um, so that was fun. Uh, but nah, dude, just been chilling out, enjoying this cooler weather, you know. Right on. Yeah. Oh, I'm loving the weather now. So, fall yeah, time in Florida. Mm, perfect, dude. Fall and winter. Mm, mm -hmm. Too bad, you know, you can't uh, grow out here. So, that Very is weird. a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> At all, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you're in the South. Right. 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 So, let's start on, um, let's go with the seed first. Okay. So, yeah. yeah so, you know, you want to go, you want to dig right in? Yeah, let's dig right in. Yeah. yeah. So, so really like this episode is just going to be about, uh, you know, educating, you know, anybody that trying to fix my, my voice. I want to make sure that my voice isn't like too loud. I don't know. Let me check this. Let's go with the seed first. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's too bad. I think it's, it's all right. It's, it's a little, little funky, but, um, but yeah, so sorry, sorry. You're good. It's a work in progress, you know? Yeah, it's a work in progress. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so basically this episode is going to be about, um, you know, seed to harvest. We're going to educate, you know, newbies or, you know, even people that know, like, what they're doing. It's just going to be personal preference, like what we've experienced, what we've done throughout the industry or at home. Um, so, yeah, so let's dive into it. For the seed, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, where do you like to get your seeds from? If you, like, I, you know. If you don't mind, like sharing that that information. Uh, yeah, I use well. Actually, until recently, I always used that North Atlantic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I really like they just I don't know just the ease of the website mostly for me. Yeah, uh, is what I like that, and I've used them, so I know 
I'm actually going to get seeds. Right. You know, some something some places it's, can be a little bit yeah, sketchy. It's not just going to be a baggie with nothing in it. Um, <laughs> exactly. But um, no, I uh, haven't used them in a while. I've been last time I placed an order was with oh compost compost Malone. Oh yeah. Um, and you so, do that owl uh, poppy. Yeah, and and uh, I'm excited to pop another one of his seeds. Really, actually. Yeah. It's uh. That's my G I was really right happy there, with the turnout on that. So yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, the North Atlantic. I liked the uh, the easy access, and you get freebies and stuff. I thought that was cool. That's nice. And um, but yeah, where do, where do you get them? Where do you well, get so them? I like I never like really uh, pop seeds like too much because like luckily you know when I worked at Capricorn, um, we were able to as like a recre or like a medic if you were a medical patient you were able to uh, buy legally. <laughs> Um, you know, medicinally clones from there. So I was able to get clones from there. Um, That's cool. And, but like, you know, uh, obviously my boy, like compost Malone, like shout out to my boy. <coughs> but uh, there was this one place called Sirius Seeds that we like to get them from uh, at DM. We would get them from them and they were built out of uh, Amsterdam. And my mentor, Steve, like really knew uh, the owner out there. So he would always send us like a bunch of good, good shit. And we grew this yeah. uh white Russian one time, dude, a white widow cross with AK, like super old school strains that were just, just unbelievable. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that's where I would like to get them. Um, but like I said, I didn't really, I've never like been in the seed like game too much. Um, did you ever like, whenever you got your seeds, did you ever like, like, uh, get them in a book before? In a book? Yeah. So like, like a a book with, with, yeah, like a, like a hardback. And then they would cut out the, the pages, right? Because if you ordered your seeds through, uh, like, internationally, they would send uh-huh. you. My buddy one time bought some from somewhere over, like, in Amsterdam or something like that. And what? he would get them in a book because customs would confiscate just the seeds. So they would get them in a book, cut out the paper, oh, okay. and then plant your seeds in the book. And that's Sorry. how he used to get the seeds. It's like some like prison, like, some yeah. prison style. Well, it's like, it's like more of like an older school like <laughs> way of of getting yeah. seeds, you know, and just to keep it like low key, you know. Were they? But, so here's a question: Were they like, do if you remember getting them, were they like bigger size seeds, smaller size seeds? Because I've noticed, um, what was the uh, ILGM was the website? It was like the first website I ever used getting a seed. And I remember they were like tiny. Those like compared to like a lot of the seeds I have now, they were like really mm-hmm. small. So I don't know. Is that um, I've never seen any more small ones like that. Is that like a nah, genetic thing? What, it could be. Think? Yeah, it could be like a genetic thing. Like definitely like if somebody, um, you know, maybe a premature thing too. But yeah, I mean, each genetic is just like growing flower, like like female flower. The you know, male flower is going to produce the same thing. It's going to be like phenotypes and genotypes and, and that kind of thing too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could have just been something like that. I mean, I've gotten small seeds or big seeds and, you know, I've had, you know, them pop before, you know, as equal. Yeah. So, you know, which actually gets us into a very good segue, you know, what to look for, like in a viable seed. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so if you color. want to like, yeah, if you have color, color, definitely. Um, um, you know, I like, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. 
Okay. <laughs> um, like a lot of a lot of people call them tiger stripes. Mm. They like the tiger stripes. Um, I kind of like to call it dinosaur eyes. I don't know why. Um, because I dinosaur? think it's because you remember, yeah, you remember the movie Dinosaurs? There's a Disney movie. Yeah, you're talking about the old one where like at the very beginning yeah. they're like running for their lives, and you're like a kid, and you're like, what the hell's happening to these dinosaurs, dude? Yeah, because the the meteor, the meteors, right? yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> because for some reason that um, movie cover just reminds me of of a cannabis seed, but it really doesn't. Like the if VHS? you actually look at it, it, doesn't really look like one. But yeah, it just kind of, I don't know, maybe it's the texture of the dinosaur. I don't know. Reminds me of it. But tiger stripes, what a lot of people, you know. No worries, no worries. We're about to actually, so here it is right here. Here's what he's talking about. I have it up on yeah, my screen. Yeah, so I, you can't see it right now, unfortunately. <laughs> nah. Can we share my screen? Nah, it's all right. uh, no, 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 we're going to share my screen. Um, so here it is. Is this what you're talking about? Is this what you're referring to here? This is what a seed looks like, ladies and gentlemen. In Austin's yeah. eyes. In Austin's but, eyes. But, <laughs> but there's another one. I think if you go on Disney, okay, different. Okay, but got the, you. The texture, the texture of that dinosaur skin reminds me of. Okay, like, I hear you. I hear you there. Yeah. So that yeah, makes man. sense. Yeah. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot. No hate. But yeah. So so yeah. You know. When you're looking for viable seeds, just as Austin said, you know, you're looking for tiger striped or, you know, dinosaur VHS cassette uh, cover. Um, right. Also, you know, a, an old older school way is like to give it a firm, but not too firm of a, a pinch, you know, um, mm -hmm. typical like your, your tiger stripes and your brown seeds. They're not going to budge. They're going to be hard. Um, you know, a lot of premature seeds are going to be white or tan um, in color. And you will break those very easily. Um, they're they're apparently they're good to eat. You know, I've eaten a few. My buddy uh, at DM would, you know, if we found some in, in some seeded out like junk, he would just be oh, put them to the side and eat them like like sunflower Trent seeds, time. dude. Yeah, because they, they they apparently they do have high you know nutritional value. And I've never you know been like yo, let me get a bag of bag of cannabis seeds right quick and, and eat them but at the end of the day you know if you had to survive it, it'd be a way to to kind of go about it, do it. <laughs> seed so yeah um make sure yeah so so that's like kind of what we look like at least and and again this is this is personal preference you know based on experience and and research that we've done so that's basically seed. the whole point of this so yeah and just darker ones, mostly for me. I mean, yeah. I, I, obviously, when I see a tiger stripe one, I'm like, damn, that's a nice seed. But yeah. I mean, a dark brown seed could be just as good of a plan, if not better. It's you know, mm -hmm. that's kind of the crazy thing about it. But yeah, and even I've seen some like with a with a green ish brown as well. Like they have just that green, which would just mean it, I guess that could mean that. Uh, they just haven't like fully dried out or I'm not really sure about that. I've never done like a seed project before or anything. Um, but yeah, so that kind of leads into the next, like, um, you know, point, you know, how do you like to pop your seed? Yeah. I personally use, just use Rockwell cubes. Um, and they have just that straight little, into the Rockwell, eh? Yeah. They got that little, uh, I guess that stop in them, you know, mm -hmm. Yep. What I'm talking that, about with that half inch, that half inch hole. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then mm -hmm. the bottom's solid. Yeah. 
So I'll, what I'll do is I, I always go point down. I don't know if that's right or wrong. I've read multiple different things. Like some people say point down, some people say point up. Mm-hmm. But for me, you know, I've had a lot of good success with point down. Uh, I just put point down and, and use like a little screwdriver type deal and get that seed down, nice to the, and easy to, snug. down to the deal. And, and then I, you know, smooth that rock wall around and, and I soak it. Uh, I, I do use Clonex when I soak the cube. Nice. I don't know why, but it makes me feel like... Makes me feel a little better. Gonna, yeah, and, it makes know, me feel yeah. like it's going to root better, I guess, because yeah. I'm not using just straight water. Uh, I use a little bit of that Clonex solution. Okay. And, and you like... Yeah, you like, yeah. Habit. Hell yeah, you know, maybe throw a little mycorrhizae in there next time, you know, so that way when that root sprouts... That's a good idea. Yeah, I've exactly. never done that actually. Yeah, I've never yeah so done mix it, it in. Yeah, time. yeah, mix it in with your water, and then do you dunk it or do you just like pour it on top? Um, so I'll, I got um those little tiny six bay trays. Okay. So I'll just I'll just fill, nice. you know, soak them all, and yeah. then I'll take it and drain it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Just add it into your reservoir and like spin that up, and then soak it up. You know, that microdrizer should should be good. Okay. That's not, that's a cool yeah. idea, actually. Yeah. I don't know why I've never done that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. I've never heard of like the point down or point up before. I've always heard like tap root down. Like you always put the tap root down, right? So the plant can, can shoot up. But shoot. I've never heard the uh, the pointer down. That's very interesting. But yeah, so, you know, there's a few other methods, um, you know, that just putting them in straight to rock wool. You know, I've heard of, you know, people putting them straight in the dirt, you're basically doing the same thing. You know, some people just like that dirt, you know, they don't really like to use rock wool. It's, it's pretty bad on the environment. Um, it takes like however long to get re- like decompose and, uh, you know, you basically have to burn it because it's basically fiberglass. I mean, if you ever touch that shit, dude, like get like, you know, like when we were taking cuts at Connected, dude, we were grabbing it with our bare hands, like your arms, dude, they get itchy and red and then you just go out and dump it in the compost pile. I'm like, oh, it's, it's probably fine. You know, it's good. Um, it'll, it'll slide. It'll, yeah. But, um, but yeah, so one way that I like to do it, at least the, this is the way that I, I did and that, that I found way better, um, at least for me, uh, pers- again, personal preference, is just putting it in, you know, a glass of water, like a, like a solid – you know, I would use this – every time I would pop a seed, like at home or, or something, I would uh, – use this big Georgia cup that I got that was black that I got from a UGA game one time and uh, fill it up, you know, probably, you know, an inch to two inches of water and I'll pop my seeds in there. And if they were good viable seeds, I mean, you're going to see within just a few days, you know what I mean? Of that, that sucker pop out of there, dude. Um, if it's a good viable seed, I've had seeds sit there for a week before because there were some bum seeds that I found on some seeded out junk. And, uh, yeah, so I would put it in there, you know, wait a couple of days, and then, you know, I would, I mean, shit, dude, I would, like, I never had tweezers, really. When I had tweezers, I would use tweezers and then, like, put them in a uh, rapid rooter, uh, but I've used, like, a spoon before, like, because I don't want my big, like, clunky fingers touching the taproot, get, the, get those oils on there, you know what I mean? Break them or something? Yeah, or break it or, or whatever, but yeah, so taproot comes out, bam, dude, I would wait, like... And I'd even wait if the taproot like was just barely out. I'd give it another day or two just to try to get that taproot just to stretch. Yeah, just to stretch a little bit. And, and see, get that's in one there. way I've never done it is is with the like I've never obviously I've seen I guess a taproot before, but I've, I think I've only done that one time where I like put it on the 
with the paper towel i did that one yeah. time yep. where, you, where you sandwich it in a paper towel and get it wet mm-hmm. and then um so i did that one time I, th- I think i did like six and um they all had tappers and i was putting them in the rock wall and i fucking broke like two of them doing that so i was like i'm never yeah i'm, I'm never doing this again. i'm not yeah i'm not yeah. gentle enough to do it right. this way so like why risk so that extra on, step I, you know yeah yeah so from there on i was like i'll just put them all in and you know obviously if two weeks passes and there's nothing there it's probably safe to throw that one out yeah exactly and that's kind of kind of how i've done it since then but i do like i did think it was really cool to to do the paper towel way just because i don't know it's just cool watching the taproot come out of a seed yeah it is Um, like i just started life like you're like you're you're playing god almost like i just created life But, you know, that's like, that's like one thing, you know, like with home grow, like when you talk about like a big operation, you can't fucking grab, you know, let's say you're doing a big pheno hunt. You're not going to grab like a thousand seeds and throw them in a cup of water or a thousand seeds and wrap individual paper towels. Like no. you're going to do what you did, right? You're going to, or you're going to use like rapid yeah, rooters, which yeah. is like a peat moss, which is what I've used in the past. Just again, it's preference, you know, and then you're going to just grab a seed and go boop. And you're gonna do that, and that's gonna be what you do for eight hours. It's like you're gonna grab seeds with yep. the tweezer and put it in. You know, I've seen people, you know, out in the in the field. Like, if you can grow outdoor in some good organic soil, like they'll just fucking sprinkle that, dude. And then they'll go out and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cull out what's not what's not doing good in like a couple weeks. You know, like they'll constantly be culling. Right. You know. Um, okay. uh, one new thing I have started doing was uh, you brought up. Like a long time, well, not a long time ago, but when we were working together, you brought up that perlite little layer, and I've, I've recently started doing that, and I've noticed like the the roots will kind of get out and explore a little bit more out mm-hmm. of that rock wall. Yeah, because like before, like before I was doing that, I just had them just straight in the little sleeve, and then the whatever the insert feel, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like they would they would go out. I just have like a bunch of little tips. But they right. weren't really like explore like too much. Right. 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 And when I started using that perlite, they started to explore a lot more. So No, that's awesome. Dude. That's that, that you know, that that, that was, was uh tip. that was from Capricorn. You know, a lot of my, you know, nursery, you know, uh, information came from there. Uh, but no, I love it because that the water the, the perlite just holds that water and like there there won't actually like be physical water on the tree, you know. So you're just keeping that moist right. environment to where those roots really enjoy going out there and they're not going to be scared to like, you know, like kind of kill themselves off or like the tips, like get burnt off and, and everything from, from yeah. the air, from the oxygen, you know? Um, so no, I've always loved doing that. Um, so no, I'm glad that you've adopted it. You know, um, it's just whatever works, you know, <laughs> I have adopted that. Yeah. Um, how long, how long do you, do you keep yours before you transplant? Like how long do you let them root before you transplant? So I guess it just depends, you know, a lot of it's going to depend on what you um, put it in first, right? If you put it in like a little two inch rock wheel, if you put it in a four inch uh, cube of uh, dirt, you know, if you, if you put it in straight to a one gallon, you know, um, basically, you know, you're just looking for those roots to really come around the side there and then start working their way up. And once you see that happening and you notice that the, uh, 
that that root right there at the bottom, like that you feel when you wiggle that plant and you're just like, all right, like she's, she's ready to go. You know what I mean? And you could definitely right. start to tell, you don't want to push her too much. You know, you want to, you want to do it at a good time. Um, but yeah, I really, am just looking at root, root development, dude, you know, and it could just be, you know, whenever with rock wool, I mean, you're not looking for the roots to go down like with dirt and then back up. You're looking for, you know, I'd say, you know, rock wool, couple inches like an inch into two yeah, inches yeah. you know of nice like white fuzzy roots and you're like you're good to go dude like they're ready to like explode you know yeah that's that's about what i wait for now i used to um i used to would just wait until i saw like one little root come out and i'm like oh it's ready to plant. <laughs> it's time to go dude. I got a root. <laughs> and it's not like it and it's not like it didn't turn out well but i can definitely say that i've noticed like a difference and the way I used to transplant with just that one or two, three, mm-hmm. maybe little tiny roots, like the root ball at the end of the mm-hmm. cycle is significantly different as to when like I really let them explode out of the rock hole and right. then transplant. Hell and I used to not really think that was, you know, that big of a deal. If you think about it, if, if you have that much more root mass at the beginning, Right. And it's, and it's, and they're all going out and searching. You're just, I mean, what you start with is definitely going to be a helpful end result. Exactly. You know? No, exactly. You veg and like younglings, and that is the most important part, right? If you go into flower, you know, with a, you know, a shitty plant that came from a shitty mom or a shitty plant that, you know, like just it, the seed, like just didn't do well and, you know, you're not going to have good flower. And like one of the biggest like things that stuck with me, like from my mentor uh, DM was like, good growers don't grow bad weed. So you got to know when to cull, you got to know when to kill that plant. Um, and actually this is a good segue, just, just a quick segue. Uh, I wanted to play a video uh, today real quick um, of you actually killing your first plants. Um, now this was, this yeah. was a year, this was over a year ago. This was June of 2022. And you're not going to be able to see it, I don't think, unfortunately. Um, it's just heartbreaking. Actually, no, you will be able to because I, I can just share my screen, dude. Uh, um, and I remember you, I was like, I want you to kill this whole table. And you were like, are you sure? Like, are you serious? And I'm like, yes, like, take the scissors. Like, you've never killed, you know, plants before. And and this is kind of, you know, I just, you know, let's just play, let's just roll it. How's it feel killing your first? That's rough. Cannabis. I can feel the pain from that day. Look how slow I was doing it. He feels like a Neanderthal. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure we culled that whole table, right? So, yeah. you know, looking at extra. it, looking at it um, from the outside, like not working, like let's say you're just working at home, you're growing at home, and you come into that situation, you're like, you want me to? You want me to do what? You want me to kill yeah, two hundred <laughs> plants? Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm I'm babying my my plant that's barely alive at home. You want me to kill two two hundred healthy plants? You know, like, what's that exactly. feeling like? What's what's that feeling like? You know? Um. Well, the first time, honestly, I was I didn't know if you were being a hundred percent serious because I was like, that's a lot. Of you thought I was punking you? <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a lot of money to just cut. You know? Yeah. Um. But then after, you know, after you, you you take 300 cuts and you kill 50, before you know it, like, 300's, like, 
not, not really there. even that high of a number but i will say i still feel bad doing it because that's a it is a lot of money you're cutting down but it just you but get again so you know good good growers good growers don't grow bad plants you know yeah, and those were exactly. those were the worst out of exactly. out of what we had so that's one thing yeah, that like, really stuck to, to me you know yeah you actually understand it when you have when you have that amount of plants to choose from you know because mm-hmm. a lot of the ones we were killing for me i was like that's a good looking plant but i also only have two at four at a time at the most you know yeah. so it's like when you have 300 to choose from you can, you can easily pick out 100 crappy ones exactly oh exactly um, no, I just thought that'd be funny to throw in there. And that's something I, I was going through. Like I said, I want to try to be yeah. able to do like, like silly videos yeah. or any kind of video, like from the farm or, you know, just anything like that to, to keep you remember, it. To keep it cool, you so. remember that time I walked in and you had like corn playing <laughs> you were in there and you're in there just yakking. Bro, bro. Them. I'm, I'm pre- yeah, I, I do remember that. My, my go-to was let the bodies hit the floor. Like the yeah. the or maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's what it was. You know, maybe. Uh, every time, if I had to like maybe. kill a few hundred, like, and it was just me, and it was gonna take like two hours, I was jamming on like stuff like that, like Slipknot, dude, like, like stuff like that. You know, System of a Down. Um, no, it's funny, dude. Page. Um, at uh, like it was funny, dude. If we ever like had like pest problems like pop up, which was very rare, like at Capricorn. Um, mm. Cause we had a really good IPM program, but if we did and we had to like nuke the place, we would put on some heavy metal, dude, like just scream, like, Ugh! you know, like and deep you're... throat, like, and we're in there just blasting away, like just killing, murdering, dude, basically. Um, and that, that was my boy Abel, yeah, dude. Yeah, he would bro. always get that, that, that vibe going if we had to do something crazy like that, dude. Um, <laughs> get everybody pumped up for it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's one um, that's one thing I didn't ask you. Do you use any type of, do you do IPM, any type of IPM, like when they're seedling stage? Oh, that's a good question. Or how long do you usually no, wait? That's a good question. Um, you know, seedling stage, like the only IPM that I would do, like at, at a very young age, is obviously like mycorrhizae. Like get that mycorrhizae in there, mm-hmm. um, get those roots like really blowing up. Um, but other than that, um, you know, they're so young that, I'm not thinking of any kind of spray, you know, you could, you know, introduce beneficial bugs, but I feel like, especially at home, if your environment's right, if you have good airflow and your temperature and humidity are, are really good, um, you know, temperature, obviously you want it to be like in the, you know, seventies, you know, high seventies. Um, and then at night, you know, 10 degrees lower and then humidity, obviously you want that humidity super high. Um, but the problem with obviously with humidity is like that introduce like mold and, you know, bacteria and stuff like that. So that's where it like yeah, really comes yeah. in important to have good airflow. If you have good airflow, I cannot stress that enough. Like really good airflow, get your fans vortexing, get them spinning, whatever you got to do to make mm-hmm. sure that that airflow is, is amazing. You will never have an issue. Uh, you know, I've run a whole tent at home back in Oregon and I never sprayed. I never did anything, dude. And I just had my fans going, dude. Like, can you keep that environment right? You know, so seedling, not really. You know, clones, a little bit different story, which we can get to when we are when we get to that in the next phase. Uh, you know, I will do a little bit more there potentially, just because they're bigger, mm-hmm. they can handle it. You know, a seedling is like she's so like like frail. You right. know, like you don't want to like yeah. you don't want to like I, I've seen it, dude. I've seen it. I've seen it on like like shitty clones or like really small like standard clones like where if you spray it with a just like a spray bottle, dude, you'll 
you know snap and it, yeah and it's done i've done you're, that yeah done and you're like, you're, it's done and you're like what am i done yeah <laughs> so but yeah no so. i don't i don't i'm not a not an ipm person in seedling either i guess i can't say um here we got a question from um from somebody on uh on youtube um compost malone not not a question but he did agree with you uh on the point down um with your seed so that's that's good you know um and then we have somebody saying what about combating uh, relative humidity if i can't get it lower than 60 standalone ac unit didn't help um what's the question so he's asking about the relative humidity if you can't get it lower than 60 what do you do you can't get it lower than 60 well I guess for a seedling, I don't. I wouldn't go lower than seventy. Maybe, honestly, it, 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 he could but be referring like, to just in general. In um, gen- oh, um, a dehumidifier. You'd have to add a yeah, dehumidifier. Yeah. I mean, I he's guess got the AC unit. To, but I guess depending how big, like, or how small, really, your deal is. I know they make these like dehumidification bars. I'm not exactly sure what they are, but they're like a metal rod. And you just plug it in, and and I guess it helps dehumidify like small spaces. Interesting. So I guess if you're, yeah, I guess if you have like a small tent, that could be something that would help you. Hmm. Um, otherwise, um, like I, I, a dehumidifier, you just have to throw one in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, if you can't, you know, continue to run like a dehu or you know AC unit. Um, one thing that I did. Uh, especially if it's like if you're in a tent, uh, gator train, um, would be to just open that tent um, up and get some external airflow in there. So what I would do is I would get my big, I would get my big fan that I would have in my bedroom. My wife didn't like it because it was hot at night, but my plants they needed it. So I'd put it in the in the room and get that oscillating with the tent open, door shut. Uh, that way nothing, no animals are getting in there. Um, and get some of that external airflow because that external airflow is going to be a little bit drier. You know what I mean? If you're in a dry uh, state like I was in Oregon, I'd crack that window too to get some of that dry air you know, in as well. Um, but the only other thing that you can do is to remove to physically. So this is, this is a physical component of IPM. There's a few different ones. Um, this is physical. And you could like physically you know, remove fan leaves or you know cut off branches or physically remove plants right like that's you know if you're you're talking about combating humidity like that's really the only thing that you can do you know um let's see the whole humid whole home maybe a uh, okay maybe one of those uh vent fans could possibly help but if you have an ac in there that was already probably venting for you you should have your exhaust running out yeah Uh, so if you have an ac that's probably that's already venting for you so uh, maybe you could do some forced air in. Exactly. Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah. He's saying yeah. that his, like his whole saying, home humidity yeah. is 60%. That's why it never gets any lower. So if that's the case, uh, yeah. then then your best be. bet is to zip your tent up, get a DU in there, get your ACU in there, you know, mm-hmm. get your, your, get some air pulling like a carbon filter, get some air to get pulled out of there. And then if that doesn't work, you need to remove or not put as much, you know, plant material in there yeah but at the end of the day though i mean you know as high as 80 in veg that's not bad right but in flower we're talking 60 max 65 i've done 65 before and i was sweating bullets dude in week eight nine because i was like (laughs) 
I was like, please, yeah. like, do not, you know. But luckily, I had, I had good genetics. Um, comes down to good genetics. Comes down to good, you know, wind, like airflow, stuff like that. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, that's really all you can do. Also, with your humidity, um, if make check a VPD chart before you try to change it, because depending what your temperature is in there, sixty percent might not be bad, as far right. as if aligning with the VPD mm. chart and, and then if you, at that point, you know, you may have to raise or lower your temperature if, if that's off. But I would, I would probably go off a VPD chart other than like saying, you know, 80 degrees and 70% humidity. Cause that might not align on a VPD chart. I don't think it, I don't know if it does. It might, I could pull one up, but definitely look that up VPD chart. Yeah, definitely. Definitely VPD is important. Not a lot of, not a lot of people like, you know, think of that. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Gator training. We hope you helped you out a little bit. Um, we appreciate you commenting. Obviously, uh, we're, we're here to help. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, you know, let's, let's get on to the next, you know, topic, which is, you know, you got your seed topic, which nobody commercially is, is really doing seeds unless they're doing like a pheno hunt. Um, most commercial, you know, facilities are doing cloning. So, yeah. You know, let's go. Let's go over some of that. Like, like where, you know, where, you know, I guess, yeah. Let me. You cool if I if I take off on this? Go for it. All right, sweet. Take off, dude. Like I mean, you taught me how to clone, so I'm gonna dig in. Yeah, cool. So, so basically, like before I started cloning, you know, all the literature that I read uh, from the books that I had been given or been told to read, like they were saying you know, cut your clone from the bottom of the plant. Like that's where the most rooting hormone is. That's where you're going to get your best rooting, uh, you know, plants at the end of the day. And when I was at DM, like that's how we would do it sometimes. And I quickly came to realize when I got over to Capricorn, shout out best, you know, cannabis, you know, cloning nursery in in the world. But uh, they like, it it was so like foreign to me. They, They were like, yeah, we take all of our cuts from the top of the plant. And I was just like, what? Like, you guys take just everything I've read, like, it's, it's totally blowing, like, my mind away. Like, like what do you mean? Um, so, so yeah. So, anyways, to, to kind of get on top of that, um, you know, when you're taking your cuts, you want to go for the, the top of the plant. Um, that We had two different kinds, and we had two different kinds that connected as well. Um, standards and premium. You know, you get your standards, you know, maybe an H inch. Eighth of an inch, geez. Yeah, you got it. An eighth inch. Um, an eighth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that? Um, an eighth of an inch. Um, you know, cut uh, in diameter. Those were your standards, you know. And then maybe about a quarter of an inch were your premiums, and those were the yeah. ones that just were, just would blow up, dude. Um, and do you remember? I'm, didn't mean to cut you off, but do you remember too? Like, um, when we would cut some, that would be like bigger than that they wouldn't do well do you remember that i do yeah if like you when we so, get so there really is a threshold ones. there's a threshold like you don't want to get yeah. too thick and you don't want to get too small right that's why it, we didn't have like we just kind of eyeballed it i don't know i'm sure there was like i've seen some people like literally have on their table where you would put your your plant down and you would measure it like with a like they would have pre-measured out you know little dots that you'd be like oh this is this is a standard this is a premium blah 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 got into it yeah which would be like way inefficient but i have seen people do that before um 
But yeah, so when you're cutting it, you don't want to cut it too big. You don't want to cut it too small. Those premium ones, you know, at the top of the plant, you know, we would take anywhere from, you know, I take probably this big, you know, what do you think? Like six to eight inches, 10 inches, maybe. Yeah, I think I said like six to six and a half. I, I've just been doing that. Yeah, like, exactly. That's how I do it now. Yeah, exactly. Like, I just stretch my, my thing. Well, that was, that was the six, like that. the six to six and a half was when we, uh, when we cut them at a 45, wasn't it? 45, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, yeah. Dude, dude, shout out to our boy. Shout out to our boy Chuck, dude. He would cut a whole damn foot, foot and a half off these these moms and then <laughs> take it down yeah. to six inches. So yeah. shout out to Chuck, dude. Uh, but no, it's just, you know, sure. it's kind of funny. <laughs> and on the cut, I always cut on the node. Don't, yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. That anyway. definitely saves you time yeah. later when you're working on a mother plant. Um, you know, that is... is Exactly. That's one thing that we would call stumping out uh, on a mother. If, mm. if the cloners, they were so busy. I mean, they were cutting 1,500 clones a day at Capricorn right, right. that they were just oh, cutting, dude. Different. They were cutting, you know, eight inches. They were cutting. Go, go, go. And sometimes, you know, we had some Gs that would come through, and when they were cutting, uh, bring it down to the node for us so we didn't have to. But at the end of the day, they left, like, one or two nodes, and it's like, well, we're, we're going to be stumping that out anyways. We're taking that down to the, to the next right. branch. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, after we would take the cut, you know, bring it back. Um, you know, one thing we did at Connected was we would use red Solo cups and we would, you know, put, what did we put, like 25 in a, in a cup? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Do you want to put like quick, 25? I started, put, I just started filling it as much as I could. Exactly, yeah, whatever you could count, yeah. right, or whatever you could fit, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And was that just water that we put in the cup, or was it like some special blend of like special sauce? Yeah, it, was a, it was this solution they had. They had remember they had that little sheet and it had the yeah exactly. No, I just Clonex. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Clonex is I don't a big know what one. Else they use, but Clonex is, yeah. is a big obviously. Clonex, I use... dude. Everybody, everybody knows Clonex, right? Use Clonex, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, so so you know, you get your cuts, you put them in your cup. One thing that was super cool about Capricorn is they had to cut so many that, you know, it was a little bit different than connected. On um, that Capricorn, they would come up with the big black totes and use big ass like what were they? They were probably like a liter cup, like huge, dude. And each would would have a, a strain, and they would just cut all their cuts at once, dude. So like they would get in at about. 8 o'clock a.m. and they were done cutting by 11, 11.30 just before lunch. They would bring that big-ass tote down on a cart or our little, like a, like a, what, what was it? It was like a Japanese, like, truck, which was super cool. It was on the right side. You had to drive it on the right side. Yeah, dude, it was, yeah. that thing was a beast, dude. It had, like, mud tires was on it. it. Was it tiny? tiny it was, dude, it was too? the smallest little truck, dude, in the world, nice. bro. Seriously. Little um, wagon. So they bring it down there and then they do everything down there, you know, you know, connected, we would do, we were a little bit less efficient just because we had a lot less space. Um, but do you want to go about the next process, you know, after you get your cups and then you're ready to do the next process, I'll let you like kind of go into that. Oh yeah. Like when, after you get your cuts, your sock. Yeah. yeah. And, um, then you want to, you want to get your 45 length it. Uh, obviously you don't want like, you don't want some to be a foot and some to be like, three inches yeah you, you want uniformity uniformity is important oh yeah um but i don't i don't necessarily i'm sure there's probably a reason they did six six and a half but i mean if you cut one that's eight inches it's 
Well, it's not going to fit in your dome most likely, but I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Um, so if you're obviously you could cut to your dome height, but if you cut a seven inch cut, it's going to be on the dome. So right. it's not the end of the world, right? Well, yeah. But don't you also you don't want to cut like three inches. <laughs> if you got a three inch cut, you don't want that. Exactly. But like get shadowed five's out. Five's probably fine. Five's probably fine. Four, honestly, is probably fine. Um, but I would I would say six is probably a good. Mm-hmm. A good number. I I still do this. Just fingers right there. Forty five. But I got small hands. If you got long fingers, then that won't work for you. So that's six um, inches no, for yeah, you. We, yeah. <laughs> nice. I don't know. It's like. That's what he tells himself at night. Yeah, in the mirror. <laughs> we, don't, we won't talk about that in this episode. That's um, a different episode. Reproduction's a different episode. <laughs> so you want a forty-five year cut? Because if you got a blunt edge, you're gonna crush it. That's why. Yep. So for and they also say it's for rooting. Uh, and and this is this is something I've read. Doesn't help it root. They they say that cutting root. at a 45 degree angle actually like produces more like root growth tips or something like that to where okay. you know you're getting. I guess. You know, if you think about it in mass. terms of surface area. Yeah. Right. So you yeah. have a circle. That's, you know, surface area like that, or, you know, let's say that's, yeah, or it's slashed where it's like, you know, that's terrible representation, but you know what I'm saying? saying. Yeah. So, so they say that, yeah, they say that the surface area is greater, which means there's more root tips, uh, root growth tips, which means you're going to root faster, you know, have a healthier plant, whatever, you know, those nerds say. 45 is important, not flat, flat's bad. Um, I stick it in rock wool. Um, I don't know. I don't know how other people do it. Well, did we I add any pre-mixed? Do it in rock did we did we dip it in anything yeah, before the rock wool? Um, yeah, I mean, you could you could soak it in whatever nutrient solution you'd like. Um, or like a rapid rooter, like a Clonex, like you could use thick, a rapid like, rooter. You could use the gel, the Clonex gel, yeah. if you want. You could use aloe vera um, from a plant yeah, that you grew good. at home. You could juice it and Ooh, get your. That's a machine. Yep. So they they say like aloe um, is like really good, like you know straight aloe is good for for rooting. I've never done it, but you know. I should. We should try that. I should try that. One of us should try. Do that. a side We're by side. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, whatever kind of solution you like, I would recommend. Uh, but straight water probably would work as well. I've never done it with just water, but I don't see why it wouldn't. Um, soak your, for myself, rock wool. Just get it, soak it, but I don't want it sopping wet. Mm-hmm. I want it, I want it wet, but I don't want it like heavy. You know what right. I mean? But you like, don't want it dry. Want it you certainly don't want it dry, smush. right? Right. But I don't want it to just smush and be like a sopping wet rag either. <laughs> so I want to get a good soak on your yeah, like a wet mop. Get a good soak on your rock hole and maybe give it a couple shakes or something. Yeah. Um, stick your well, dip them in. You could dip them in rooting hormone if you like. Mm-hmm. I think that the Clonex gel already has rooting hormone in it, so I think with that one you can just yep. dip it in a gel and straight into the rock hole. Yeah. But definitely some type of rooting hormone would be the way to go. Just better, you know, better, what's the word? Turnout. 
I want a better word for turnout. <laughs> you know, you better rooting success, like just success. Results. There we yeah, go. better. There you go. Yeah. Turnout. You know, turnout. There you go. It's fine. <laughs> rooting hormone. Better results. You know, you have more that root than you don't. You you might always have some that don't root. You never. Sometimes it's never perfect, but uh, I mean, um, you're never gonna. I mean, unless you have like some magical strain, you know, more than likely it's not gonna be a hundred percent all the time. We've we've learned that hollow cuts, right? At least I've learned that hollow cuts generally don't turn out as good right. um, as a solid cut. And I've also found that if you feed before you take cuts, you'll have less hollow stems. Yes, yes, um, that is a so huge, if you're gonna huge do thing. Cuts, Feed at least, I don't know, I'd say at least an hour before you're going to do cuts, yes, probably. Dude. I'm so, like, glad um, that you figured that out on your own because, like, that was one of the things I learned at Capricorn was we would feed. We would get in there an hour before the cloners would to water the plants that needed to get cut if they needed water. So they were, you know, like, uh, rigid, like, and strong and also, like, prevent yeah. hollowness. Because if you're taking a cut on a drought-stressed plant, or something that hasn't been watered in 12 hours that's that's on the edge, you know, but it doesn't quite need it, um, you're going to get those hollow plants. So that's, like, huge. You know, I'm glad you brought that up because that's a huge like, thing. You know what I mean? Hollow. I mean, they'll still root, but it's you're not going to get as good of a cut. You know, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're going to take cuts, you might as well get the best cut you can get. Yeah, 100%. And, um, yeah. Um, so also with the hollow tips... I've, another thing I've noticed is when you do water before you take cuts, when you do take your cut and they're sitting in your cup, they they start to droop a lot faster. And it's not because they're dying. It's just because there's no like humidity right there. Because now you've cut it off the plant. There's no roots. Um, you haven't tipped it yet. So there's no way for that plant to really get the oxygen that it needs. Right. You know it's I mean? struggling. Yeah, there's I mean, you cut it off a plant. Like, like, uh, it's not, you know... She's like, what'd you yeah. do to me? Like, what, 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 what is yeah. happening here, you know? So the humidity, obviously, if, if they're drooping, that's fine. Once you get it stuck and you put the dome on, it's it's going to lift itself back up. So don't don't throw away cuts. Yeah, just, just because we're getting a little, over, yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not dying. It's just, mm-hmm. it's heavy because you fed it and it's and it's not, doesn't have a humid environment right now. Or yeah. humid enough, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So anyway. Oh yeah, that's where we're at pretty much. Anyhow, is we've stuck it now. We've we've put it in rooting hormone. If you're using it, or if you're using the gel, we've stuck the cut. Um, now you're gonna throw a dome on that on that bad girl. Um, dome it and, and close both vents, or one vent, or three vents, however many vents your dome has. Close them all um, because you want the humidity to build because yeah. that plant needs high humidity. Yeah. Yep. One thing I didn't mention, but I did mention when I was talking, is is tipping it. Um, when you when you slice your 45, you're also going to want to cut the tips off of the leaves. Yeah. And that is what's going to allow that plant to breathe until it develops roots. That's exactly. It's important. Yeah, exactly. Like, and how many nodes would you leave? Like, you don't want to leave. You know, you don't want to cut down eight inches of a plant and leave. Right. You know, six nodes. So like, you want to make sure you get those nodes off and leave. You know, I would leave like two, two to three, two, two to three. three. Exactly. If it was like in a weird spot, I'd go for two. You know, you grab your, your clone like this, you really work it up and then you cut that. Yeah, exactly. I know. And, uh, you know, you, you cut those, those leaves in half basically just to, because you know, your plant, like Austin said, like you don't need all of that surface area 
of that leaf, right? Like that leaf is essentially a solar panel to receive light. And now you've cut off its system, its delivery system, you know, from its, from the mother now, and you're trying to just let this baby survive. So you're getting a lot of that, you know, off because the plant can't, you know, give that much water to those leaves, you know, or those nodes. So exactly. obviously that's why it's very important to keep that dome closed to get that humidity up because it's gonna, that stomata, you want that stomata to be, um, you know, open still, right? So I like, I like, um, 80 degrees personally. Environment. 80. Nice. What, what, what do you like? What do you, I would say, yeah, I would, de- I definitely like it on the warmer side. Um, you know, you, like there are, and it also is going to depend on like the variety. Oh my God, dude. One of my 16, <laughs> the variety, I just had the worst, I had the worst voice crack ever, dude. Um, the variety. The, uh, you know, it's going to depend on the variety too, right? Like what the, sh- what the strain likes. Um, but I'm definitely leaning towards 78 degrees, 82 degrees max, uh, with, you know, high humidity. I mean, you're damn near 90 to 100% humidity for, for at least a couple of days, right? You don't want to be like that for too long. And you also don't want to be like that for too, um, like for too long or for too often, I guess would be the other, or like too frequent. Like you want to open that dome and let that yeah. breathe. You know, like, like what we did at Connected was every day we'd pop them off, right? So for the first day, it'd be, you know, 30 minutes. The second day, it'd be for an hour. The, the third day, it'd be for two hours. Yeah. And as we, you know, got further on into their life cycle, we opened the cracks. So, you know, the humidity would go down just a little bit. That way they could start to acclimate to when we finally took the dome off at what was it? At the end, at the end there, it was what, day three or four that we were taking the dome off completely? Yeah, the third day. The third day we were doing it. But that heavily relied on what was in the pre-bedroom. because So our system was a little bit different. We had clone racks that didn't work because they were in the mom room and the lights were way too strong and they made the, the, the clones do a bunch of funky stuff. Um, yeah. So we would put them on our clone ta- or on our tables that were meant for pre-veg plants, you know, made for, you know, bigger plants than they were, but because we had so many plants in the pre-bedroom, the humidity was actually a steady 65, 70%. So at day three or four, you know, for the clones, they were, they thrived. Dude. They loved they it. Liked, you know? Yeah, they loved it. Yep. And the, um, also with the, the heating pads, what do you think about, what's your opinion on heating pads? Because so, I know a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people like, like to keep their root zone warm. You know, and you don't want that root zone to get too cold uh, because, again, they're such a small, fragile plant at that at that stage of their life that, um, you know, uh, Capricorn, they did it um, and they did it. Um, obviously, they did it well because like they're, you know, their clones like really rooted out well. But I've seen people do it both with or without. We've had success with, you know, and we collected data there for a little bit um, about cloning success rate. Um but we didn't collect enough information and that wasn't like something that we were testing either. But, you know, I've heard people doing it, you know, they do it for a day, like for the first couple of days, they have it on for this amount of time and then they have it on for this amount of time and they, you can play with it. You know, it's just like right. anything with weed is you can mess around 24 mm-hmm. hours the first day, 18 hours the second day, you know, 12 hours the third day, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, I'd be interested to read like up on results, like of what, you know, if anybody's done a study on, on the efficiency or like like what the rooting success rate is but then like you got to think about 
Yeah, exactly. The heating buzzer. But then you got to think about like, okay, well, does this strain just really root well? You know, can you say that it was the heating pads? Exactly. You know, what were the not... other environmental factors? You know, it's like it's so hard to say this caused this mm-hmm. when there's so many different factors that determine the outcome, like of your of your weed. You know, you would have to have such a specific, like, um, yeah, specific environment for each one right. of them. It'd have to be the same. It'd have to be exactly yeah. the same. Which yeah. is, you know, how hard it'd that be, is. <laughs> it'd be hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never used one, but I also, I kind of kind of tend to like incorporate incorporate like darwinism into my <laughs> into my stuff like like i i like to take care of it to a point like right. at, like at the end of the day i'm still like if you're not you know if you're not gonna work with me then i'm gonna let you die you know right and, exactly um, yeah. but that's that's just the way i i kind of work with it but Hell yeah yeah she's gonna um, tell you what so she that, wants or you know, what she needs so. yeah um yeah, so dome. I think I liked when we domed for like five days. I yeah. liked that. Um, I did like too. I, I thought day three day like was a little premature because you definitely would see them yeah. like start to fall out. If just they in terms struggled of, for yeah, a little bit for a few days. Yeah. They they acclimated, but you know it's just again it's personal preference. It's what you like to do. Like in a commercial yeah, grow, you're exactly. set on bang bang bang. You know, at home it's like mm-hmm. you can be like very. You know, nitpicky and yeah. you know very careful with what you do and you know and um when you when when you water clones that's that's very important it's an important part of the of the rooting in that can definitely be messed up you can definitely what what definitely would you like to like your ec um, to be at I, what EC, is your no. i do a 1.5 when i when i grow um, and that's when they're rooted, right? Um, when they're rooted, like, you know, maybe just drying out a little bit yeah. the environment or. Well, I, I start at a 1.5. Like when I, when I soak my rock wool, that's at a 1.5 already. Nice. I like um, that. And then when they root, I'll, when they root, I'll do a 1.5 again. And then by the end of their rooting, I usually end at like a two. Nice. Right around a two, two, 2.2. 2. I've done, but I've done 2.6 and it didn't hurt them mm-hmm. you know yeah so it's kind of it's kind of weird but at the same time i don't feel like it needs 2.6 that's right because what is it doing young. yeah like what is it what, what's yeah. it gonna grow i mean it's got it's, like just some barely some leaves on there still exactly. and it's still you know once you up pot it it's a different story but you know in the tray i would definitely agree with you like you know 1.5 1.8 is like what i like to do um, at a young stage with those smaller roots, like not too many, you know, not a lot of leaf material on there. Um, and to your point, you know, overwatering is such a common thing, I feel like, because you're waiting and you're waiting and you gotta, you, it's kind of like harvest in a sense, like where, or sorry, it's, it's, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it's kind of like drying and it's kind of like waiting to harvest, like to where you're playing that waiting game and you kind of get, you know, anxious. Impatient. Yeah, and impatient. You're like, impatient. yo, I haven't watered these in a week. Like, this isn't right. And it's like, well, you know, what's the plant telling you? Like, take your, like, push your emotions to the side and be like, what is she telling you? Like, what's the tray telling you? Um, is the major- Are the majority of the plants, do they look good? Um, or are there a few that are, like, kind of being funny? And, like, you know, you don't want to base it off just a few, right? You want to base it off the majority, especially when you're working with that many, you know, plants. Clones will pray. Clones will pray. Mm-hmm. 
So like what I mean by that is like when they're pretty well dried down, they will be standing really tall. Oh yeah. You know what I, like if yeah. you watch the plant, like when 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 the clones are a little bit wetter, the, the leaves are heavier. They don't sit up as high. But when that tray really starts to dry down, they really. I mean, even a clone will pray like a veg plant will. Exactly. So that's yeah. like another another thing you can look at with them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, I mean, being able to see that, you know, and be like really like that's where the the experience I think comes in is is being able to read a plant, like look at a plant and like, be like what are you what are you saying, girl? Like what 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 are you telling me, basically? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's definitely where the experience comes in. Absolutely. Um, uh, other than watering, yeah, water. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about IPM. Um, you know, one thing that we didn't mention uh, before when we were t- when we when we take cuts, um, and this is something I like to do, um, and I would do this at home, and I would do this when you're receiving clones, um, or if you're receiving a plant anywhere other than your facility or your house, is to you're basically quarantining that plant and you're disinfecting it. You are cleaning that plant. So what something that we did is we would do a zero tall drench, um, which is just, um, Jesus, it's hydrogen peroxide. I've been out of the game for what, two months and I'm like forgetting like what these things are. Like it's just a hydrogen peroxide. Um, it's very similar to sanitate. Um, except I believe, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different. The ratios are just a little bit, Mm -hmm. a little bit different. Um, you know, that's one thing that we like to do. Some people will use other things, um, which is totally cool, whatever your preference is. But that way you're kind of getting anything off. You're kind of resetting your your tray to be the same, right? If you have any kind of issue in your mom room or if you get a plant that's dirty, um, you're kind of cleaning that off, which it's not always going to help, but it's definitely, it's just precautionary. Um, and that's like the biggest thing with IPM is just being precautionary and being preventative. Um, that's the best thing you could do. Like if you want to run a success, a, a, a a successful, jeez, dude, I'm like stuttering all over the place. I'm, my voice is cracking. I'm about to have like a stroke or something, dude. The Eagles got a big game coming up. So yeah, dude, they did. Well, they just they just won against the Rams, dude. So I'm still hyped about that, I guess. But uh, yeah, so to ha- to run a successful, you know, IPM program, prevention is some of the you know the best thing that you can do. Um, yeah. So that's something we did, and then also like kind of how we talked about the seeds. Like, would I do anything, you know? One thing I would do with the clones is because they were in the pre-veg room at Connected, um, we would run bugs, beneficial bugs, uh, just leftovers. Um, I wouldn't spray them um, just because some of the stuff that we used was a little bit harsher. Not, I wouldn't say harsh, but you know, we used the Suff Oil and Zeratol spray. Um, and that Suff Oil, it's just, it's oily, it's, it's heavy. You know, I don't want to stress those plants out more than they, they need to be. Um, you know, regalia is like something, you know, I've used before, like at DM, I've used like regalia just to really get that fungicide on there to, uh, you know, prevent any, any kind of mold or, or PM or, or anything like that. Um, you know, something that we did at CAP was they would actually fog their uh, clone barn with sulfur. Um, and I actually wished we could, we could use sulfur because that, I mean, that gets rid of a lot of stuff, dude. Um, yeah. And they would fog it, and they had great success with it. Um, but something, you know, in Florida, you can't really, you can't use sulfur in, Fort, in the state of Florida, um, which teaches own, you know. Um, at home, I wouldn't do a sulfur, right? Like, you're not going to sulfur spray your house. 
Yeah, it's, you're, it I mean, it's pretty a, bad, doesn't it? Oh, it smells bad. It's, it's a 24-hour REI, yeah. right? Oh man, that's so right. so yeah. you spray it and it gets like into your house. It's like you kind of like had like just evacuated your house. You know, like you're not gonna do that. <laughs> but, you, uh, but you don't have any bugs. You don't have any bugs. You you probably don't have like anything living in your walls anymore. You know, like but it stinks. <laughs> Yeah, it smells, and it's itchy. Like that's one thing. So we would do it in the in the in the greenhouse as well, and it was it's definitely like kind of itchy because you get that powder residual um, at the end of it because it doesn't okay. uh, it, it mixes in with the water, but when it dries, you know it's it doesn't fully dilute, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's like dumping like sugar into cold tea and then like mixing it up and then like you know if that evaporated, still- your sugar would be there. You know what I mean? Right. So it's kind but of it's like on that. your skin, on yeah. your arm, on your yeah. Face. It's like itchy. Yeah. I mean, it's not too bad, you know. You know, we've all done. You know, we've all like been there. Whatever. Right. Exactly. Well, yeah. And, so, um, like, and I, I think, um, aside from IPM as well, lights. We didn't cover light on your clone. Um, but I think that. Yeah. Or see. I this this go think way. that like. I do what. I was saying it could go either way with seed or clone. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, I think that light's almost as important, if not more important, than the, I would say, EC, even when they're younger. Just because, like we were mentioning, like you could feed a 1.8 or you could feed a 2.6, and really you're not, at least in the plants I've done it on, you're not seeing any burning. They look almost identical. But what we did notice is is raising your lights more as they grow actually benefits the um overall like vigor of the plant more so than the ec did Mm -hmm. obviously you want to use them in conjunction but i feel that the light played a bigger role in the growth than the ec did because i feel like i spent a lot of time focusing on like ec when it wasn't probably as important as light right yeah that was definitely something like like i connected that we tried to dial in you know and uh figure out like like you said how to go hand in hand with the ec and with mm-hmm. the light ramping and I, I definitely feel like after a little while we started to really see and understand that they both played an important role um but without bumping the lights up and getting those micromoles and getting that light to penetrate down in there into the canopy we didn't see those thick stocks or we didn't see those big cuts when they went into the mom room like the the uh the main root when you wiggle the plant wasn't as strong so exactly so i definitely agree you know there with that um especially as they're getting older like into the pre-vage 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 uh phase going into either the, the next phase of the mom room or the flower room if we didn't bump those up they were they just didn't do as well you know they grew a lot Smaller. faster mm-hmm. They grew faster and linky, but they were they were just skinny and like kind of floppy and floppy. You know, yeah. and you know one thing that we also saw on the clones is you know you do not want to bump your lights up that high on clones. Like we were, yeah, I mean, and this is anywhere that I've worked or even at home. Like when you have a small seedling or a very small plant, it's still acclimating to everything you've just done to it. So like you, I mean, I would do like 150 or 200 micromoles, right? Like 250 max you know, as they're acclimating. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we could get into a huge debate about spectrum too, like the spectrum of light that you use in clone and in veg yeah. and in flower. And, 
you know, at least from, from my perspective, I always enjoyed using uh, a T5 when they were small. You know, when they were small, I used white light only. And that, to me, promoted root growth. Now, they stretched a little bit, because, and, but I would keep the light, you know, close enough to it. But you're not getting a lot of heat off of that T5. And that white light, to me, and this is just all, this, like, I, I don't, I've not done any research on spectrum lighting in terms of root growth. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff out there, like with different spectrums, different root growth, trichome production, terpenes, you know, yield, obviously all of that. Um, yeah. This is just from, per, you know, personal experience um, that the root growth was a lot better and faster and healthier when I used a white light. And then when I would transition into, you know, a bigger pot to get it in the veg leading up the flower, I would switch it then into a blue white light like a bluish add some blue you know what i mean and then they say obviously like a flower they say like red you know red or like a more red spectrum and stuff like that that's like where you can get like a purple light Um, like 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 this like this is what it would look like like. yeah yeah blue yeah that's and that's what i ran at home i ran a purple and i was like damn i'm running a purple right now but like the weed bro it turned out turned out amazing dude like (laughs) so anyways I've noticed on uh, a couple of lights I've had too, like at a lower um, percentage on the knob. So say it's like anywhere from like zero to 30. Mm-hmm. I've had some where the red and blues don't even come on until you surpass that. And then like the red or blues come on. Interesting. Uh, well, I guess I've only had two different lights, but of those two different lights. You know, that's two more than a lot of people. <laughs> but also you look at like um, a lot of, lights also have the switches so you can obviously during flower you can turn on the bloom and when it's in veg it'll just be white so right. that must have i mean white light must have a lot to do with the rooting like you said otherwise mm-hmm. why would why would they make a light like that right where you can turn yeah. off the red and blue but no i think um i think lights should be a topic we do like later. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, like, we, like a whole gonna... deal on lights because you there's a lot to be said about light. I mean, it's one of the most important factors of it. So right, I mean, like what light to choose? What light to choose? LED, right. HPS, right there. I mean, you could pick HPS, mm-hmm. and I could pick LED, and we could go to go to town, dude. <laughs> go to town. Yeah, I like the idea of that. You know, or something no, like that. Um, oh, that'd be cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that next time. Um. Somehow I'm gonna I'll, I'll get another light or something and do one with red and blue and white and one with white. Well, my T5 is just collecting just dust like too. A... So if you wanted to borrow <laughs> it, you know, I might do I might I was, well I was thinking about oh, my buddy is about to bring me some uh, jalapeno and habanero seedlings, um, and I was like, man, I could pop the tent up and uh, get some seedlings in there. But then like then like you're gonna see like somebody drive past the house and this light just gonna be blaring through the window. <laughs> And it's like, what? Yeah, I'm just growing peppers, man. I swear. Uh, Uh, You you can never be too careful out here, man. (laughs) Believe it or not. (laughs) My friend in South Dakota that just got married literally grew peppers in his window one year with a red and blue light. That's great. So so that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure when I turn on this blue light, people are like, you know, what uh, is going on in there? Like, does he have a fish tank or is he having a rave or what's going on, you know? I like to party, man. We like that. Yeah, party. you know what I mean? So, yeah, dude. So, oh. so, so, yeah, I mean, 
is there anything else that you want to add, you know, to the seed, like from seed to clone? Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like we covered the majority of it. Um, I mean, get as close as maybe it just spread out a little bit, but for the, and is that how close I am? <laughs> no, no. Just, closer. just uh, passing your malls. <laughs> for, the, for the most part, though, I, I think um, environment, light, and uh, the amount you're watering is probably going to be, in, in general, the most important things you're going to do um, when they're younger. Obviously, there's a lot of small little factors that we talked about, like feed and, you know, rock wool, rapid root or whatever. But if your environment's good, your lighting's good, and uh, what was the other in your in your watering is good, I mean, you you should have success or you at least have a good starting point to work off of. Yeah, exactly. And, no, I, um, I, agree. I think. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. That, I don't know. I think uh, maybe we can kick it off next week with um, transplant and go from there. You know, yeah. what, what we're going to want to look for before a transplant and, and then take off and see how far we get. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we figured this would be a few part episode here. Um, you know, obviously we're going to go through veg and flower and then we also want to go through harvest, uh, drying, trimming, um, curing, and then storage. Um, so that's, you know, we still got, I'd say we still got maybe even two episodes, uh, to go until we finish that. And then maybe we could get a little bit more content too, um, just to kind of, you know, throw out there and, and maybe have more questions. Um, we did have a viewer question, that we're not going to answer this week. We're actually going to push it off till next week. Um, All right. But yeah, so so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna push that off. We'll save that off um, to the next one. Maybe we can get a couple than just one. You know, that way, you know, at the end of the show, we take fifteen minutes to to answer anything like that. Yeah, I you like, know what I mean. I like questions because it, it brings in like another point of view too. You guys, exactly. You know, because we got. You got us talking about our point of view. Like questions are cool too because then that introduces you could go off on a whole new topic, something that you're not even thinking of at the right. time. Yep. So yeah, your questions are highly encouraged just for sake of conversation. I love it. Exactly. Yeah, like Gator Gator fan. I'm not even sure who Gator or Gator Train is. Um, but I'm glad they answered a question or asked a question, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So so we appreciate you, Gator Train. You're probably not here anymore, but that's fine. um (laughs) no we're just having fun with it man but yeah no we appreciate anybody that's you know tuned in or that will uh tune in we are on uh youtube uh podcast we're on youtube as well and we're also on apple podcast and spotify so i'll make sure to get those uploaded uh i'll probably do that in the morning just because i have to download the video and then upload it but yeah, so we appreciate anybody kind of coming through. And if there's any like input that you want to give us, like we are more than open to, you know, receive it. Yeah. Um, no egos here. No, no, we we're just having fun with it, and we're just having a good time. Um, so any input, any questions you want to ask, like like uh, A Train said, uh, we appreciate it. So appreciate you guys. It looks like Gator Train is actually still here. What up, my guy? Um, now we appreciate you guys tuning in. Appreciate my boy Compost uh, tuning in. Um, and then catch us next time. We'll, we'll either be out next week, next Tuesday, or we, we discussed earlier, you know, maybe in a few days, if we've got some time, you know, with our, with our busy lives to, uh, top on here for an hour, Yeah. you know, so. Absolutely. All right. And also, uh, I, I realized that I can't play the outro song that we chose because it's copyrighted. Right. 
So one thing oh. that I am going to ask us to do is we actually have to dance ourselves out in this episode. Okay. All right. Let's do it. So, all right. So are you going to, are, are you going to play music? No, dude, there's no music. I'm doing the, this is the Cody Love dance right here. Right? All right. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, this is it. This is it. This is it. All right. Peace uh, how out. How long are we dancing for? This is 